0: Ad revenue and affiliate revenue is not the only way you can earn money through your content website. Hi, I'm Jared Krause. I'm the host of the Buying Online Business podcast and today I'm speaking with Crystal Ordain who is a web product manager at Groundworks, which is the nation's leading foundation solutions company where she currently manages over 20 web properties with a background in marketing. She's experienced in service-based and e-commerce SEO with a love for all things local. And in this podcast episode, Crystal and I talk about why you should be adding lead generation revenue to your content websites. We also talk about how much you can actually earn per lead and it's gonna be dependent on the niche. We talk about what type of leads you should sell on your content site. What are the best type of leads for your audience and why that's an important thing to note. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We also talk about how to create lead generation content. So content-specific discussions around how you create that type of content that's super valuable for your audience. we also talk about the five do's and don'ts of SEO for content creation that Crystal shares. And she just firehoses information at us, which is super valuable. I'm sure you're going to love it. We also talk about how to find the companies that you can sell the leads to, how to create lead generation forms on, on, on your content pages and website. And we also talk about why SEO is the today sport, what that actually means and how so many people are getting caught in fads or hot topics that are non-serving to them and what we can do to avoid those parts and actually draw some inspiration from parts of them that can be truly valuable. Now, this is such a valuable episode. You're absolutely going to love it. What's up? This is Jared, and I am stoked to have you here. Before we dive into the show, I want to remind you that for a limited time, you can get one-to-one voice note mentoring with me to help you buy and grow your online business. I'm opening up just a few slots of voice note coaching to give you one-to-one access to me via Coachbox. You'll tell me your goals and challenges, and we'll work through them together. I'll ask questions. I'll tell you what I think, and we'll get you ticking boxes and achieving your online income goals. You can message me anytime and I'll respond within 48 hours. Right now, you can get 20% off by using the coupon code JARED, that's J-A-R-Y-D, and I'll drop the link in the show notes so you can find out more. Until then, let's get on with the episode. Crystal, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Jared. I'm excited to chat because you have a unique skill that, I believe a lot of content site owners should plug into their blogs to generate another revenue stream outside of just ad revenue and affiliate revenue, which is generating leads. Uh, And that can be leads for service-based businesses or leads for local businesses. I don't typically do this, the hero's journey story, but how did you move, how did you get into the into this type of SEO?
1: So my background has always been in corporate SEO, um, Mm. starting off in e-commerce. And I worked with a company, a furniture company that had multiple locations across the country. Um, So we were very hyper-local in our approach with them because of course being having brick and mortar and also trying to garner that organic traffic you have to be hyper local there's lots of competition in the market um, digitally and physically and you have to be able to combine the two so definitely dug into local SEO early in my early days being able to generate that traffic bring them to the site, which then translated into my next job where I went to a service-based business that was also hyper local worked for a parent company that owns lots of small businesses across the country that were local, And because it's a service-based business, it's all about generating leads to get them to the site. Also Omnichannel, so having the paid, having the email programs, but also getting that organic traffic to come to the sites. Um, has been super important in order to just stay relevant, stay in the market. Uh, when people look for e-commerce or service-based businesses, they know what they're looking for and they search for it. You want to be the first one that pops up at the top of that list, on the top of that map to make sure they know who you are, your face is there because, you know, when people are looking for something specific, they're like, I want it now. <laughs> they're not going to go searching <laughs> through a ton of links to find it. So we want to make sure that we were there on the top always, plus organic sticks, sticks. Pay doesn't always do that
0: yeah definitely and it's and it stays around sticks and you can develop it and make it better when new competition comes out right
1: exactly and if if you're doing the right things
0: uh you'll always when you know people may
1: try tricks of the trade or what have you but when you're there to service your customer you're going to be there for the long haul
0: yeah exactly exactly so content site owners that own a blog how much can like what does I know it's going to vary dependent on the niche, but roughly how much do they, can you get per lead for different industries and different niches? Like, is there a rough, rough range? Like, are we talking five to $20? Obviously maybe some bigger niches, there might be more. What, what can people expect depending on the niche?
1: So I definitely think that does depend on the niche. Uh, When you're looking at, you know, uh, a fellow entrepreneur that's looking for leads. It may be in that that smaller range, that five to fifteen dollar per lead. Also, depending on how much their service is worth, mm-hmm. um, because it's going to be a percentage of what they're going to charge for that service. So, if it's something where they're charging, you know, hundred dollars for it, five to ten dollars is a good return on investment on that. If it's something where they're charging, you know, a, a if a lead converts to a sale is $2,000, you can easily expect 50 to 75 up to $100 for per lead, because it's such a high dollar um, ticket item for them to actually sell that lead, especially if you're providing those qualified leads, that you're vetting them, you making sure that they, um, they are going to buy or are high probability to buy, which is we'll talk a little bit about like how to do that with your SEO, then they're willing to pay you more because they know that the leads that you're providing are good quality leads.
0: Yes, yes, so pre-qualifying the leads. So damn important. I was just talking to a friend at lunch last week who is getting so many leads, but only making a couple of sales and we're like, well, why don't you put your lead price up? And he's like, well, that'll cost me more money. I was like, well, no, you'll weed out some of the leads that you're calling and wasting your time with and you'll make more money for less work. That's what these people that are buying leads are after, right? So I think people that are looking to generate leads need to understand how can I help this other business owner win who's getting the leads and make their life better and you will get rewarded better for that. So that turns into the question of how do we create pre-qualified people with some SEO and with our content. Before we dive into that, I want to mention people can do this with not just local businesses, right? But people can do this with insurance like car insurance anywhere in the in the world or also like health insurance or anything like that that's pretty common right
1: yeah so if you look at some of the larger companies they can only get so local with 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 their leads um Mm. it's a challenge really and we run against this all the time where especially with the new proximity um updates that came out with google uh, about i guess about a year ago now um and just the competition so stiff within a local market that national companies have a hard time breaking into that local market. You would think it's opposite when it comes to SEO. Paid, yes. Big companies have tons of money to get into the paid space, but Google is preferring smaller companies, uh, smaller websites that are niche websites over some of the larger websites at times. So the opportunity is there, especially for things like you said, like the car insurances, um, the light, the health insurances, even some of your insurance agents that may have a large service area, they can't get into every location. So you may be able to help them out in some, especially if you know, um, if you're in that area, you're able to speak the language and really have the, this, the, the, feel of that area you're able to weasel in there where some of the national and the big guys can't do that
0: so the lingo and the language the lingo that you use really buys a lot of trust as well and can help could help pre-qualify leads as well knowing that you're in the space and knowing the market It's so damn value for buying trust. So now that we know, content site owners know that like, all right, I can get leads. It's not just ad revenue and affiliate revenue. I can get leads on a local level and an international Mm -hmm. level. The question becomes, how do I start doing that? What was like my first step? What's the content plan that we build out, Crystal? Please let me know Are there <laughs> Like, how do we go from this idea to having multiple pieces of content on our site that can generate leads? So what's the first step? Is it finding keywords first or working out buyer intent first? What's the, where do we go from here with a content plan?
1: So you definitely want to find your niche first because this whatever site that you're working on at that time, and you can do multiple sites once you kind of get your hands wet and how to do this. Um, you start with what is what am I going to focus on? Is it going to, and you want to be very specific on what you're focusing on. Lead generating sites typically aren't huge sites. They may have five pages at best. Um, and those pages are very specific to what you are collecting leads on. So you want to figure out if you, let's stick in the insurance realm for a moment. Let's say you want to do pet insurance pet insurance in California, pet insurance in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And you want to be very specific on that. And so then you're going to hone in on what are the cities in Southern California that have the highest income, the highest number of pets? Um, what type of pets do they have? And so you want to be able to do your research of your market because this is something that the big companies can't do down to that level. Once you have that, then we're going to start doing our keyword research and saying, okay, within this area, using your Google Trends, using the other soft SEO software. So you can use SEM Rush, which is uh, I recommend, uh, Ahrefs, if you already have that figuring out what are people searching for in that area? Are they looking for small dog insurance? Are they looking for um, lizard insurance? Uh, but figuring out, you know, what is the the top keywords for that area? And then you're gonna look at the content you need on that site. Not a lot of content, because this is a, an elite generating site. People are looking for a specific thing. You wanna rank for that specific thing. However, we're not gonna stuff the page with keywords. We're gonna talk natural language, We're going to talk to our consumer, hit the things that are important to them, low-cost insurance for your dear pet friend, and you're hitting those keywords that you found, but you want to speak directly to their heart. And then the lead form is there. That should be top of mind, very clean site that shows the images you want, gather the information you want, and make it very simple. Biggest thing I can say to you is test it on mobile because most of your audience will be on mobile as well. So you wanna make sure that it's clean and easy to use on mobile. Um, so those, I think those are the biggest tips I have right. when you're doing that. And also you can look at, other sites that do great at lead generation aka meta um facebook (laughs) is awesome at collecting leads but look at how they do their forms and then you'll see that there's not a lot of information but it does gather that trust um it has a form and it gives you just enough information to say yes I want more information about this get that hook in there
0: awesome awesome so let's let's come to the forms in a second in a minute say for example somebody owns a already owns a dog site and they've got a bunch of content for affiliate products maybe and then also how to you know train your dog and how to feed Mm -hmm. your dog so a lot of info articles as well and they're like cool crystal let's let's get some leads here So you would suggest starting with, because they got a dog website, starting with different types of dog insurance, different size dog insurance, and then maybe different locations and create content around that. I know that you said, if you're creating a lead generation site, you're best off having only a few pages, but this would be, for example, for a site that already has maybe hundred to 200 or 300 pages of other types of content with different types of intent would it be worth creating maybe 10 to 15, 20 or hundred articles on different types of dog insurance or what so would, I would be with that?
1: Yeah. I would look at the contents you have on your site, especially if you already have quite a few articles on dogs um, yeah. and see one, where can you insert that? So I would create the page, especially with one or two or 10 pages on, especially if you're trying to hit different market area or um, yeah. areas in the market for dog insurance. But then we're going to look at the pages you already have and figure out where can I insert links to those pages? Because wow. it's a natural fit. You already have traffic coming to those pages. It's just a matter of getting them down the funnel to say, okay, I trust you because you have told me all these things about dogs. Why would I not trust you with insurance? This is a perfect scenario for anyone. And I would go outside, like I would in something, in this case, I would look at like dog insurance, maybe even partner with like a dog product company that you can do product placement within your your content anything around dogs um, even apparel for dog parents um, you know dog furniture there's so many ways you can insert you know different things to to kind of drive that traffic so that definitely is a, a huge opportunity for different types of forms so like let's say you you start with dog insurance but you figure out other niches that work find the natural flow of your content that leads directly to that lead form. And then you're able to generate multiple streams of income through these lead generation
0: pages that you have. Oh, I love it. And the reason I love this is because you're speaking my language of somebody in business. Our goal is to do the best, provide the best pros- possible product and service for mm-hmm. our audience and a- continue to do so in a fashion that you are ever evolving and helping them at each stage of their journey and you've already got content around you know what your dog should eat how to train your dog and you'd be doing kind of doing them a disservice by not sharing like this is the pet insurance that you need and specifically your specific dog in your maybe your specific location it's just so valuable for your audience but also that's a hyper hyper qualified lead which leads us pun included into (laughs) uh, into the forms. So, so many puns in that. (laughs) So what are some of the we can use meta Facebook as an example on how they generate leads and their lead forms, but what would some of the, the critical questions be to disqualify and qualify a lead filling out that form.
1: So you don't want to ask too many questions up front. Um, I like to to have forms that kind of grab the user into the process and ask for the contact information last. Mm -hmm. So you're asking questions like, do you travel with your pet or do you find yourself at the vet more than X amount of times? How much do you estimate? How much do you spend out of pocket for care of your pet? Mm -hmm. you know, those, what are the, what's the age of your pet? So it's almost like a quiz that they're taking, Mm -hmm. um, not realizing that they're giving you all the questions to qualify themselves for your form. And then at the end you're going, you, you have the actual contact information. They're invested at that point. They've answered the questions they need. So they're not going to just close it and go, Oh, I don't need this. Especially if you're giving them questions that lead them up to the emotional decision of I do need pet insurance because I do travel with my dog. My dog is getting older. I spend a lot of money out of pocket. If I could save money, why would I not? And you're giving them those cues of you could save up to 20% off or you know, up to a thousand dollars a year by having pet insurance or what have you. So definitely getting those emotional triggers, but making it very seamless and light until you get to the actual form part. And then it's like, it's, natural. I, I need to finish this. I've gotten this far.
0: Great. So there's two things that I'm thinking about. One, which I think we'll touch on soon around the tech of the form. Secondly, would be which sorts of so, sorts of companies allow you to sell them leads and how do you find those, find those companies? Uh, for example, I would suggest people are uh, obviously finding companies that are in a linear fashion on the journey that your a, a pet owner would take not just because find a company that's going to allow them to sell their sell any lead for any sort of product or service at the highest possible price for the highest revenue. I think come audience comes first. So how do how do we then find all right, these people need these types of insurances or these I can sell these types of leads to to a company that's going to serve my audience. How do you go and find those companies? So I think Google is
1: an awesome place to yep. find that when you're doing your keyword research, you're going to find, um, keywords that fit your niche already. And you probably do that already just to write your content, but mm-hmm. there's also other companies that align with what you're writing with. So if you're used, you, let's say you have, we talked about a dog site and you're thinking, okay, I talk a lot about small dogs and I want to do something for that part of my audience. Google those things. There's also a site called People Also Ask where you put in the keyword and it gives you the other things that people ask about. And then you can look and Google those and see what other companies show up in the SERPs because they would align with what you're looking for. And then reaching out to them and saying, hey, I, we, are, we do some of the same things, but I'm not a competitor of yours. I'm actually a compliment to you. I can help you with this. I have this amount of traffic. I'm proven that these, these are the type of articles I'm writing. The other thing that is awesome about your websites is that SEOs and large companies, we thrive on backlinks. So if you have a strong site already and you're offering a backlink and you have a reputable site, a large company will be happy to link to you because you're helping each other. Um, and so... Being able to speak that language and say, I can offer you a link to my site, and uh, and I also can get you leads in this area. Also doing your research on those companies, getting on their site, see where their gaps are, fill their gaps, and then come to them with, I realize that you service Northern California, but there's a, a, a large market in Southern California that you may be missing. I can help you grab that with this. So fixing their problem before you even come to them and yeah. saying- not just a cold call that says I can provide X backlinks because, trust me, SEOs get tons of that. Um, people will go on a large company's website, find the SEO and just email them to death, whether it's through LinkedIn or their personal and they ignore them. But if you're providing a true solution and you can show that you provide value by having studied what they do, how they do it, and you have the part that fills their gap. more
0: likely to talk to you about that oh i love it it comes back to making sure you find out what that company needs and giving it to Mm -hmm. them and then making the relationship better with linking and serving ah that's awesome awesome so that's a great structure that people go away and can plug into their site where people are going to get hung up is the tech part of it I find a lot of people get hung up. I'm sure you can go and just tutor, like Google tutorials and stuff like that. But is there a certain, like, plug in or a certain piece of technology that people can use for a form on their site to fill out leads that link to, link to you know, a, a, somebody that you're selling leads to? Or how does this, how do you get the lead, like, yeah, how do you, how do you put the lead magnet capture on your site? What technology? Mm-hmm. And then how does it get sent to the person that you're selling leads?
1: So I use, and we use the same type of thing in um, my nine to five, a service called um, Contact Form 7, which is just a plugin on the back end of your WordPress site. Super easy to use. <clears throat> it also captures your the, the leads information and in the back end of WordPress. You're able to export that out. So if you make the contract with the whatever company that you're working with that I will send you the leads every 24 hours, every 48 hours, every 72, every week, however you make that contract, then you just export the leads that have come in from the last time you sent the leads to that next to the end, export those out, package them up, send them over, and then they can sort them out or parse them out as needed. Sometimes companies do want that instantaneous lead flow Mm -hmm. that may require more of a developer to have an API that sends them directly into it. because there are API keys that you can use that when you get the lead, you can connect it to the contact form seven. As soon as it comes in, the API shoots it over to them. Um, and, and you just have to keep track of how many are going over so that you can charge them appropriately. Um, but that's if they want to get that technical. But starting off, it could just be a simple download and ship to that, that person
0: on that company. Yeah. yeah, and depending on how big the company is, if it's just a partnership that you've just formed an alliance with maybe you could put their email like to send that like in the capture form in you know contact form seven you could put their email in instead of yours and have it sent to mm-hmm. sent to them and you at the same time at least they get exactly lead. so that your, sure you're
1: capturing the yeah yeah you're capturing how many and they're getting the actual lead right away
0: yeah Cool, cool. Where else would people get hung up on this journey of, of creating content, uh, SEO and capturing leads and selling them?
1: I think a lot of people will get stuck in the the hype of it all because it's easy when you start to research SEO to see all of the kind of gray hat tricks of the trade out there that people say, oh, you can do this quickly or you can do this fast. I know one of them we talked about was like AI and getting scared of the different things. It's really about serving your customer Keeping it simple and basic, um, not having to fall into, oh, I have to do this thing and swing off the chandelier and put in extra code and everything to make sure that I'm number one. Google is really, and Bing as well, they're really rewarding sites that just speak to their customer. The old days of SEO are gone where you could put in like mass words and it you get rewarded for that because you have this word on your site a hundred times and it's starting to switch switch to personalized results mm-hmm. so what i search on google they're tracking throughout and they know that crystal's habits are this so if crystal searches dog this is what she's looking for because she searched i have her history and everything else i know where she visits where she goes it's all about intent about what i'm thinking about, they're trying to replicate my brain when they show me the source because I'm their customer. And the closer they get to my brain, the happier I am. So if you're writing content that really just hones in on what you really do, when customers are looking for you, they're going to find you. And those customers are the ones that are going to be high, highly qualified because you're hitting directly to the their, their need, their pain points. Um, so just really keep it natural. Don't try to do any of the tricks. Really just serve your customer that you're trying to serve on that page. That page should really be about that thing. Don't try to serve all the masters on one page yeah. because then you're all over the place and you won't get that that pain point as well. Because I might have, no, we'll have one thing Jared has another, we probably shouldn't get the same page if we're looking for two different things, but we yeah. can still be both on your site and still be happy.
0: It's cool, I'm, I'm glad that you gave that example of if I search dog and you search dog, we're gonna get two different results based on the digital version of who Google and Bing believe we are, right? So they store that Correct. data based on how we navigate the web. Right. So they've, and it's probably similar to what Facebook has and Instagram have from that Netflix. Uh, is it a Netflix series or documentary where they have that digital avatar of, of you and what you like and dislike? Right. Is that what you're alluding to?
1: It, it, 100% is. Um, and I like the, the fact you use the word dog for that because you could be looking for dog food, you could be looking to buy a dog, you could be looking for a dog cartoon. And Google knows that based on your history. You know, You use your phone, you're on your work computer, you're on your home computer, you're using the devices in your house. They're building a profile on you, whether you like it or not. They want to know. They're looking at your maps and where you you lead. I know the craziest thing for me is at the end of the year when they show me all the places I've been all year um, and how many times I've looped around different the world, essentially. And yeah. it's it's kind of freaky, but at the same time, it's like they really do know who I am. So when I get an ad or when I get a search result, it's tailored to me. And mm. so you have to tailor know that Google's tailoring to people and be able to serve that because, it, like you said, just think about it, it being an avatar of some sort and Google saying, I want to keep you happy so you keep using me. Because Correct. you have to think the competition is getting hotter for Google. This other search engine is coming out. They want to keep you on their search engine and their platform because the more you use it, the more data they collect, and the more they're able to use that data.
0: I love it. So, with that in mind, knowing that there's a digital version of our audience out there, and we need to speak to that digital version in our pieces of content, say our articles. What us you you, you mention just be natural and overall add value, but what does that? What does that look like for somebody? Like can we break that down? Like is there like you say, don't don't just have the same keyword twenty to thirty times. Like don't like no more keyword stuffing. What are some of the do's and what are some of the don'ts in, in creating that great content that speaks to those digital avatars? So we'll start with the do's. Uh, you do want to answer the question.
1: So if your keyword is about something, Imagine someone's asking what is or why should I or how do I in that question. When you answer the question, make your headings the big answers to that question. So mm-hmm. four or five huge bullet points. Um, and this can also be the outline if you're writing your article. And then within those bullet points, you want to have sub points that really break down what those are. So at the top, you could do like a, a quick Overview of what you're going to talk about, especially if it's going to be long form content, and then break that down further in your content. Use charts, graphs, whatever it is that will help you, pictures, images, um, help your user understand that better. But make sure that you're putting your meta title, your meta descriptions on the back of those pictures so that Google can read them and know that it all is related. Uh, Use links inside of your content to external sources as well as internal sources, especially if you've written about something before that can then link your site. Imagine one big web where it's like this word means this, or it is better explained here. That helps to get your equity up, your link equity up on your site. And then make sure that you're putting in those breaks, especially if you have CTAs uh, that will lead to a form or something that is a sales type funnel. Um, Make sure you have that in the appropriate places on your site. That will help your user to understand what your page is about as well as the bots, get more information about those, and then see what else on your site is about that because Google's looking at this page, but also is your site relevant for this one topic more than just this one page? Because the more relevant you are through the entire site, the more you have that expertise, that authority, and that trustworthiness, which is big in SEO. So you want to be trustworthy on that as well as show why you're the expert in this field why you're able to talk about this. The don'ts, I would say are, <laughs> don't just write to write. Don't write for a bot, um, write for humans, because humans are your audience, even though they're you're looking at the digital version, they're your audience, they're the ones that are buying, they're the ones that have the money, the dogs that will continue to visit your site. Also, don't write about things that are off topic for your site. So if your dog site is all about dogs, Don't just throw a horse article on there because it's popular today because it won't do anything for you. Now, if you are talking about dogs and horses and how dogs help as therapies for horses, that's something completely different. (laughs) But stay in your realm. Uh, That's how you build that expertise and authority by really you can branch out, but make sure it's still within what your site is about. If you want to do horses, you may need to do a horse site altogether. And then. My, I guess my last tip on that is don't overthink it. Don't go with the, the ebbs and the flows um, hearing and freaking out about everything else that's going on. Because SEO changes every day. The algorithm changes every day lots of SEOs run behind the algorithm. That's our job. We like the frenzy, but as a content creator, as a writer, you don't have to get really hung up in that. If you're providing good content and you're providing what
0: your people need, then you're going to be just fine. That was just a fire hose of information, Crystal. So much value (laughs) in that. I really like, and I want to emphasize for people listening, you talking about number one, Answering the question, getting to the point, and then adding context in the in the piece of content interlinking. There's a link to Link Whisperer, guys. This makes it super easy to do that. I'll put a link to that in the show notes because interlinking allows you to create topical authority, and that's what you want to do with all of your pieces of content. Like you said, Crystal, don't just create a hot uh, a hot piece of content based on something that's a fad and is news right now. You're just wasting your time it's going to be non-existent it's going to actually bring your site down rather than just creating content on the topic to create that authority which is i love i love i love what you said there the do's and don'ts are so spot on now to bring in the last sort of part of our discussion here that you mentioned don't get tricked up with new things and that are coming into the space uh because seo changes every day the algorithm changes every day what are you like I know the answer here. I'm sort of bringing you into it. But what are you seeing that people are freaking out about and don't know what to do with in the moment at the moment with SEO?
1: So the big thing in the SEO circles, actually, there's two big things as of today. Uh, The first one is ChatGPT, where people are able to go into this cool chat bot. You type anything in and it spits it out. You can tell it to create different things. You can tell it to write different things. Um, And it's using AI to generate all of these. It's really cool to play with. I, I mean, I love to play with it. It's fun and exciting, but I wouldn't have it change. I wouldn't have it change how you write your content. I mean, you can use it to help you generate ideas and things like that. And there's good use cases for it that can help you, like break writer's block. Uh, but it's not meant to replace you. It's not meant yes. to write your site for you. Um, it's you know, not it's the there-
0: answer. It's the tool. It's a tool. It's a tool. That you can yes. Use on your tool belt, well, it's not. Yes. I have a content writer now. It's the answer to all of my problems. <laughs> exactly.
1: Right? Yeah. Exactly. So that's, I mean, and use it as a tool. Like it's an awesome tool to have out there. It's only going to get better. There are people who will try to use it as their content writer and they, you'll find that it'll catch up with them. And you don't want to be the one that it catches up with when Google hits that has that algorithm that kind of. Just gets destinates
0: all, all of that content. That's yes. plagiarized that everybody else has used. <laughs>
1: because it can only make so many different versions of it. And so, and I've seen that happen with spam updates. I've seen it happen with, you know, people doing black hat, local SEO, where Google has a huge content update and it just kills their rankings. And there's some people are never able to recover, but if you're doing the right thing all the time, you don't have to worry about those updates as much because you'll be, like I said, keep saying you'll be rewarded for it. You will be rewarded for it. You'll stay where you need to be. Um, so yeah, you definitely use it as a tool, but not an answer.
0: Exactly. Google, so many people are worried and scared of Google hitting their site. You should only be scared if you don't know what's going on with your site or you're doing something that's not within the policies of what Google actually wants. But on the opposite, there's other site owners, seos mainly that are super smart and are so excited for when google updates come out because they know they've done the right thing and they're gonna benefit they're not gonna lose they're excited for these updates to come out because of that so different mindset to have as a site owner put your seo hat on not your black hat not your gray hat just your just your common sense hat of what human beings want and Google will reward you. Now you said there was another thing, Crystal, as well, that is new and a bit of a fad that you want to talk about too.
1: So it's not more of a fad, but it's more of informational that you may hear about if, when you start looking at SEO today. Yandex, which is one another search engine overseas, they their source code was leaked. Part of it was leaked uh, last week. And so SEOs all over the, the world are digging into what that looks like because it's a peek behind the curtain of how a search engine does rank a site and you'll see people starting to break it down i know i've dug into a a bit of it to kind of figure it out because it's exciting to to know a little bit Um, but keeping that in mind of the 1900 uh pieces of code that were or ranking factors that were put out there there's 19 no i think it's like somewhere between 19 and twenty seven thousand different ranking factors so this is only a small snippet and some people will take this and run with it and go, this is what I have to do today because this is what was in their source code. And it's only a small portion of it. Like I said, it's fun to learn. It's a good educational opportunity, but it's not the end all be all that's out
0: there. So like you said, I'm so glad <laughs> you mentioned that. And um, time of recording, the source code got leaked probably a little but by the time you're hearing this it got leaked a little bit longer than a week ago, but what you said before, SEO changes every day. And that mm-hmm. means a source code has to change regularly, which means that source code is gonna be old news because yes. they've already been months and years maybe working on new source code for more up, up-to-date current algorithms, yeah.
1: And as soon as it was leaked, I'm sure they pulled out their best and newest and said, sunset that, put this in place, let's go and mm. we will have no idea what that new one is but I mean, like i said it's fun it's exciting to kind of see behind the curtain but it's not the that this is what we have to do because we saw this
0: yeah i love it crystal you have just dropped so much value in this i'm so <laughs> grateful I, everybody else listening i know is very grateful people are going to be asking for your help now, where can we, where can we send them?
1: So the best place to find me is on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is SEO crystal. That's K R I S T A L. And yeah, that's probably the, where I drop all of my information that I get as well as on Twitter. So I love it there. It's a good space for me
0: right now. <laughs> cool. Check her out on Twitter guys. I'll be linking the show notes. Everybody that is listening. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next pod. Thanks again. Thanks, crystal.